for listening to the Battle Ready Podcast. My name is Aaron McManus, and I'm here with my dad, Erwin Raphael McManus. It's good to be here with you. It is good to be here today on this uh, very uh, gloomy L.A. morning. And we are joined by our friends in the booth, Brooke Odom Figueroa. Hello. And Austin St. John. Oh, hello. Oh, it's good to hear you. I thought it was Austin Powers. <laughs> we did that live podcast at conference, and my man didn't talk at he didn't all. Say a word. I, I, I said, laughed a lot. I said, Austin, uh, inter- interject. Remember, I said, Austin, interrupt. Say Austin, something. Talk. You and, did. And then Austin barely breathed. I didn't even hear him. He just I turned frozen. to Austin at one point, and I said, "Hey, is your mic on?" She did. <laughs> Dang. Yeah. She did. It was an eventful weekend. I'm tired. All right, so for everyone who doesn't know, we just finished the Mosaic Conference at the Rialto Theater, and we did a a live episode of Battle Ready. Right. And that's what we're talking about, where Austin did not speak, uh, but Brooke did speak yeah. quite a bit. And <laughs> <laughs> you make it sound like I ran up there and took the mic. <laughs> wrestled the mic from Aaron's hands, beat him. I was very and, nervous and yeah. very anxious during he, that session you did seem very antsy yeah but actually in the episode you were calm as ice yeah mm, if ice, ice calm, calm? <laughs> ah i beat you there it was <laughs> over 500 people that you were doing it it was not a small crowd no it was great and the crowd was electric they were really receptive and really involved and we had people fly from not only across the country but across the world because of battle writing yeah and they were there so we're going to post that live episode of battle ready for our patreon members we are. So if you have not heard, we started a Patreon, which mm-hmm. is essentially like an online subscription community. You can join. There's different tiers and you can kind of like add and pay as you go. It's $5, I think 10, 20, 40. We have different fun little categories. You should start the other way around. It's 40, whatever, 20, 10, 5. Why? Because I want people to subscribe at the $40. People have. <laughs> people have. It's crazy. Yes. And uh, I'm it, grateful for it. We're so thankful for everyone who's already joined us. Yes. And we just broke our hundredth member That's last amazing. night. Amazing. I think we're at like 105 or something. I got to figure out how to turn these notifications <laughs> off. I keep so getting them. If we can get to about a thousand, we'll stop losing money. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. So it's great. Thank you guys so much for helping us in our slow bankruptcy. <laughs> no, I mean, I think the reason for it, we, we've we've never mon- we've never really monetized the podcast. We've done yeah. like some merch stuff that's never it doesn't really make money. It kind of just pays for itself because the merch is fun. It's just the merch is just, fun. It's just for fans. It, yeah, it's good. It's good for the community. It's good for the team. We used to do like a Spotify had this thing where you could kind of what is it like support your podcast. Mm-hmm. And then they switched it on us. We had a few hundred there, but we haven't monetized in two no. years. So, And what's interesting to me is so many people have asked us to create a way where they could give. And then before they said, is there a way you could create a way where you could give more? Because yes. I guess Spotify, it was very limited. Yeah, it was like it was like a dollar or five dollars yeah. or something. Yeah. yeah. And so now there's the opportunity. And if you are a part of Battle Ready, if you join us every week, uh, we'd love your support. It'd be incredible to have you. Um, keep yeah. this going for years and years to come. Yeah, it's exciting. Um, so, but anyway, that okay. episode of Battle Ray that's live at Mosaic Conference will be live this week. Yeah, for all of our Patreon members, it will be. And I did hear that it was some people's favorite. It was really good. What's the title of that one? Did we title it? We wrote down some options. What, what are your options? Let's, what are the let's options? say them out let's, loud. Let's yeah. Uh, we need your mic up a little bit, Austin. We got options. Well, in the meantime, while they get the options. Because they're not ready. I had a really interesting. Oh. What? 
Well, okay. So one was Conduit of Calm, which mm. I don't, I don't Sounds think. like a bad I, superhero's name. I see in your face. <laughs> but the other was, okay, just for everyone who's maybe on the fence about Patreon, Aaron, you and Pastor Owen both got really vulnerable in this live episode. Mm -hmm. Did and we? You did. I blacked out. And yeah, that's when you <laughs> get vulnerable, when you I black bla out. I, I ended up crying in the next session. You did? Yeah, the session after Battle Ready, well, I cried. I asked what you both were reclaiming in your lives. And you said your foundation. And so one of our Don't title give options, it away. One of the title we'll options it, was we'll reclaiming it. my bleep. <laughs> <laughs> no, now you gotta say it. That sounds so nasty. Well, yeah, if you're saying reclaiming your foundation, it sounds like Aaron wears makeup and he's putting on his foundation. <laughs> I did musical theater one time. <laughs> I was not a fan. Photos or it didn't happen. Oh, no, there's yeah. photos, and I don't want to remember that it happened. Um, but um, maybe we should call it what we lost. <laughs> What we lost, um, or except it was more optimistic than that. It was, yes. it was a really optimistic. Yeah, it was a great episode. One of my favorite. I think I yeah. was funny. You were funny. You were, yes. <laughs> you both found some <laughs> some mild humor in roasting me a little bit. Yes, you're we, you're we always did. funny, Aaron. We That's did. the comment we get from people. Thank Aaron you, is sir. very funny. Thank you, sir. <laughs> you know, I'm not getting feeling the love from you today. I'm really not feeling the love. <laughs> One of our friends, Brad Damphouse, sent me a text yesterday. Sent we us a text. did. And he, he did. It, it's pretty funny. You got to you got to listen to this. I'm gonna I'm gonna read it. I don't always read people's texts, but I'm gonna read this because it came in yesterday, and I was so encouraged about our podcast. Oh my goodness! What? Can this is ungodly? I there's a there's a furniture store that I just it was like I found this really cool chair, and I tracked down where this chair is from. They just you have to like inquire over the price. The chair is guess how much? Here, let me show you the chair. And then guess how much? Oh, sorry. Wow. It's a cool chair, right? Yeah, it's a cool chair. Guess how much the chair is. We got to put this chair I'm going to say 3000 Show us. <laughs> Ooh. Can you see it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Little how much do you think this chair action? is? I'm going to guess. Uh, it looks big. Like it looks yeah. like a big sitting 4, chair. 4000 I, I so like when it, the price is right. Of, if it's I'm one closest, of, I mean, I, I, guess, I guess Ty because of the way you're responding. Wait, 3000 Yeah. Okay, so like it's one of those those websites where you got to inquire on the mm -hmm. chair. Yeah. And I found it like on, I was on a deep dive yeah. on an Instagram post, you know? I was like, maybe I should buy a chair. Um, <laughs> I'm still like in that age where I get ready standing up. Like I don't sit down to get ready. Mm -hmm. You know, so like I, I was like watching a show and I was like, oh, people sit down to put their shoes on. That's something I've never <laughs> thought about. How much is it? Eighteen thousand dollars. What? No. Oh my gosh! I was guessing a stupid amount of money. I wonder what the right? cleaning care. Because I didn't want to go so low. That's crazy. Yeah. Eighteen thousand. Yeah, but I the question is, only... does it come with a pair? Oh, yeah. For <laughs> each. For each. For oh my each. Gosh. Can it only be like spot cleaned with Evian water? Like, <laughs> and it's not even new oak. It's reclaimed oak. And that's what? used oak. Dang. Does it come with free dinner with George Clooney? <laughs> <laughs> that would make more sense. $18,000 each. No wonder they're just sitting there. Yeah. All right. I'm going to read this uh, this text from Brad. You it didn't said, laugh. That was a chair joke. Oh, that was funny. Yeah. Oh, I get it. Yeah. I wasn't. I, yeah, I wasn't with just you. Like but I'm just like sitting you now. there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's good. Just taking up. Okay. That's good. Double read entendre. It. Ooh. Mm -hmm. uh, from Brad. Thanks for delivering publicly visible belly laughs as I listened to Battle Ready Side Hustle. That was the episode. 
in the gym earlier. I looked like a crazy person. You guys are doing great, and I'm very sorry to miss out on conference. And uh, proud of you both. Big hugs, Brad. And I thought it was funny that he highlighted how funny the episode is. And I know when people talk about how funny Ballarity is, yeah. they're not actually complimenting I, me. I, I love <laughs> and, uh, Brad. I miss Brad. Yeah, he's amazing. Yeah. Okay. All right. Brad's a wild stallion. That's what I call him. He put him in the category, wild stallion. You just don't know. He's just always getting into something fun. Mm-hmm. Always building something cool. He's a true Boston so, boy. He is. A, he's, he look, <laughs> my man looks like Gronk. He is like, he reminds me of Boston. Anyways. What was that movie with Ben Brad. Affleck and the Casey town. Affleck? The, the town. town. Oof. Yeah, yeah. So Brad's, Brad's the town. <laughs> but like a more elegant version of the town. <laughs> yeah. A non-criminal version um, down, okay but. okay okay so we're gonna get into conference recap is that no, what we're hitting speaking for? of the town we're gonna talk about what happened last night the t- speaking of the town <laughs> speaking see, did you of like that transition robbers that was a great transition <laughs> it's robbing season out here in california mm-hmm, but not robin hood first of all <laughs> well it is robbing last hood. week robbing in the hood <laughs> last week was conference and I postmated some pasta because it felt like a pasta evening. Mm-hmm. I took a little stroll to get something to, like drink from the grocery store because there's a grocery store block away. Come back, pasta's gone. Oh. Pasta's gone. So you're feeding. I'm feeding the, the block <laughs> single-handedly. So I felt I felt violated. This is like the 17th time that's happened. Um, yeah. Okay, so we have a warehouse mm-hmm. downtown Los Angeles. Yep, and you know. It's we store a lot of mosaic stuff there, and and we store you know some McManus stuff there, and we store you know whatever we have stuff, and it really it's like where a lot of our production stuff lives, or like mm-hmm. things that kind of need to go in between campuses X Y Z. So obviously during conference, people go in and out, people grab stuff, people leave stuff, and there's like a whole process. Mm-hmm. We have like a whole warehouse Slack channel on like how to like protocol and how to take care of the mm-hmm. warehouse. Um, so I guess. On some sometime between Sunday and Monday, someone <laughs> broke in through the window, which everything's barred. Everything has like six master locks on it. Everything's chained. It's great. Like to get in is a yeah. mission. And someone breaks in through the window through a space that I haven't, I don't know how Milo would fit through it, Brooke, your son. <laughs> True. And gets in, bends this like wrought iron bar back while he's going through like glass. And also scales like a 20-foot fence, like a 15-foot fence with like barbed wire all over it. I don't know, whatever. So that happens. Our guy Michael shows up yesterday morning to the warehouse to check in on some stuff. The door is flung wide open. He's in there checking on things. And a guy comes out of the bathroom because it was like an old factory. Mm-hmm. Guy comes out of the bathroom and he's like, what are you doing here? And the guy's like, you know what I'm doing here. And Michael's That's like- That's not like a- Dahmer moment. Yeah, that sounds weird. I was like, Michael, you're about to be barbecued. Do you not watch Netflix? <laughs> also, can you just describe, give us a physical description of Michael? I am not going to do anything <laughs> of the uh, sort. I almost say he's thin, tall. 23. Handsome. Very white. That has nothing to do with it. No? I don't know. Very thin? Yeah, he's thin, tall, skinny. He's like a lean young guy. Yeah. Like not a big guy. But like you said, he was handsome. Handsome. Very handsome mm-hmm. and single. Just, you know. But really the more important attributes is kind. Not the guy you would think would. would. Not a fighter. Not a fighter. He's a lover. Well. <laughs> He's a lover, not a fighter. <laughs> and I love you, Michael. But he wants to fight though. 
He was in the warehouse ready. So he was in there. So he, I said, Michael, you just let him walk away. He's like, yeah, I just let him go. I just told him to get out. I was like, he was literally using the bathroom. To, like, get, you know, stop him. So then, you know, we, we had the conversations. That was yesterday morning, like 8 a.m. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a beautiful day. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we do, we go about our day. We do the whole thing. We talked about it briefly after, after our, our meetings. And at like 9 p.m., I get a text from Michael, a group text saying, hey, the alarm system's going berserk. I just called the cops. I think someone's in there again. And I'm heading over to the warehouse. I was like, all right. And I called Austin. And I was like, can you come pick me up? We live close to, close to each other. Let's go down to the warehouse, meet mm-hmm. Michael. By the time we get there, we hear this guy going through the warehouse, rummaging. Lights are going on. White lights are going off. I guess he, he clipped the, the security system, so cut all the sensors off. And it was, it was interesting. So we called the police, waited for about 45 minutes for the police. Yeah, at least, right? And this is not a nice part of town. This is not even like a not nice part of town. Mm -hmm. We're in the hood. We're in like, we're in, you know, World War Z part of Los Angeles. How much of Los Angeles would you say like percentage wise is the hood? Oh, I thought you were going to say how much isn't the hood. (laughs) Maybe that's the better question. Yeah, I was at Beverly Hills, Bel Air and Brentwood. (laughs) Yeah. I mean. It starts with a B. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We were, we were, we were, we were getting out there like towards East LA. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. So, you know, it was interesting between like the guys that were driving by and they're like tricked mm-hmm. out Mercedes with like blacked out windows and like, you know, rolling by. It was starting to feel unsafe. It started mm-hmm. to feel like the neighborhood knew three white dudes, one half Latino, but I don't know if they were checking cards, were standing <laughs> out on their block. That's why I mentioned that Michael was very white because he would stand out. Yes. But the guy who was breaking in was also very white. Very white, too. And so skinny. I, yeah, yeah interesting, interesting, interestingly enough. And Michael wearing... could have taken him. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> there was an opponent designed for him. It was but him. I'm telling you, what, it makes me nervous when someone says, you know what I'm doing here. That makes me nervous. Yeah, because that, that's a little too... Um, you know what I'm doing here. I'm taking your stuff. Yeah, self-aware. <laughs> very self-aware. Very self-aware. Yeah. So I, when Michael yeah. called me, I was like, hey, by the way, like this guy's probably going to come back. Mm-hmm. because he realized how easy it was. You did nothing. You didn't, you know, like you didn't do anything to stop him. So like, he's going, okay, these are yeah. people who are going to hurt me. Let's, and then we shouldn't have hurt him. We're not, we didn't hurt him. No, but we could have called the police. Or, we, and we did, and they yeah. never showed up in the morning, which yeah. is kind of crazy. Because um, I guess the police have been defunded and they're not available. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was crazy. <laughs> it's crazy when you riot and try to defund the police, like something like that happens and then, and then people get hurt. Yeah. Um, so then we're there this evening, we get there, the whole thing, you know, I show up, I'm ready to go. Ha, ha. Um, <laughs> and it was kind of an eerie thing cause the police never showing up. So I was like, okay, it didn't mm-hmm. feel like they were going to come. They mm-hmm. finally roll up. And then when they roll up, they rolled up like seven cop cars deep <laughs> and they're like, we're ready to go. And I'm like, okay, well, mm-hmm. I've always wanted to go on a ride along. This is great. So we're showing them the layout of the warehouse. They get the shotguns out. They're going in and the guy escapes. <laughs> Out the front freaking door. He bolt cutted through like six other locks that we had replaced earlier that morning and escapes down the street and they go chasing him. It was crazy. But they caught him. They caught him. I feel bad. I don't feel bad they caught him. Okay. And I feel bad he chose a line of work that he was not prepared for. Yeah. Yeah. I remember years ago from a passage, I think it's in Ephesians 524, it could be wrong. But um, when it says... Let him who steals steal no longer and work with his hands and do something useful that he may have something to share with those who are in need. And 
that passage always reminds me that we steal because we do not believe we can create. And you know, when you're stealing, you're not contributing. Right. And there has to be something in the psychological framework of a person, even the spiritual framework of a person, where um, they would rather take what someone else has worked hard to earn than to work hard to create what they want or need in life. And um, yeah, but our city is in our city's a mess. A mess. I mean, the the crime, the violence, the you know, it, it's just out of control, and. Um, and so I think it's really interesting that it's happening even in our context all the time right now. Why am I so connected to all these robberies? <laughs> like, why am I around all these situations? Mm. Um, but this was uh, one thought I had was, you know, I posted a little like video of, of me at, at our warehouse and said Caruso can. Mm -hmm. And that was my kind of, you know, clever way of just being like, this is insane. Because one, you know, I, 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 I was like, you guys got the call five minutes ago. Where'd you go? You know, and mm -hmm. not that you weren't busy, but how come this? You know, how come these things aren't priority? I imagine there's so much stuff going on in Los Angeles. It's hard to manage, but it felt like a sad reality that you could see these guys. This is not fun work. No. This is not work anyone wants to do. And they knew they were being recorded. We're filming it. I'm sure they have body cams. Like that's got to be a very stressful lifestyle to be recorded 12 hours a day. Yeah. Eight to 12 hours a day. Yeah. Also, interesting thing. Because um, no one's praising them for their successes. They're just praising them for the, or they're just ripping them apart for their failures. Yeah. No one really praises a police officer when he does quote his job. Yeah. yeah. They only, they only critique you when you do it wrong or you do yeah. it badly. And so it's, it's, a, it's a kind of very difficult environment right now. I did think it was interesting. Um, Brooke, was it, they to, someone told Michael this or, um, he called yeah. 911 and no one came. Called 911, no one came. And they he called someone and asked, I guess a police officer. Mm -hmm. A police officer we know from Hollywood. Yeah, so that we know here in Hollywood. And he said, when you call 911, tell them I'm not getting off until an officer arrives. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so if you hang up, you are no longer priority. Mm -hmm. And I mean, immediately my question is, why does the most obnoxious person get the help? Yes. Right. You know, because it's yeah, the yeah. person who says, I'm not getting off. Yeah. Like, right. you know, I'm going to be in your face yeah. until you get someone here. And I tend to be a person who doesn't like to be intrusive. I tend to, you know, not want to be an obnoxious person. I'm not the person who's going to say, I'm going to stay on the line until you show up here. And so what I'm realizing is that <clears throat> politeness, kindness, diplomacy right. doesn't get you the help you need. Mm -hmm. And and that to me is an there are so many implications. I don't even know where to go with that. But um, it, it's that old phrase, what the squeaky wheel gets the oil or whatever, the yeah. grease. That's yeah. a phrase? Yeah. That's, yeah. That one's I never raised you with cliches. Oh, my parents <laughs> used to say it like three times a week. Really? Yeah, well, what's the actual phrase? The Austin? squeaky wheel gets the grease. Yeah, the squeaky wheel gets the grease. Yeah. What does that mean? The person who complains all the time is the one who gets attention. Yeah. Uh, liberals. <laughs> what? I'm sorry. <laughs> it reinforces like a terrible I'm sorry, what? attitude. I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. I apologize. <laughs> yeah, it does. It's it, true. Yeah. It it it, it reinforces a, a terrible cultural condition. Mm -hmm. Yes. Right? Because it means that the most obnoxious people, the ones who are most demanding, are the ones that get all the help. Yeah. And the people who are trying to be kind and polite and cooperative and, and respectful, they're not going to get the help. Even, and it's yeah. like, 
you know, to go with your, <laughs> where you were going, Aaron. <laughs> I was like, going nowhere. <laughs> if the smallest minority is the loudest, yeah, they get the change, political or otherwise, that benefits them, even if they're not in the majority, even if it negatively impacts the majority. I think that's where our culture is right now. It's that these, that very, very small minorities are making all the noise, doing all the complaining. They mm -hmm. are carrying the entire national conversation. And most of the polite, reasonable, sensible, intelligent, healthy people are not screaming. Mm -hmm. And so they're not getting the attention. The problem is that the people who are the, the healthier people, they care about things like jobs. <laughs> they care about things like crime. They, they care about things, you know, about Inflation. like what? Inflation. Inflation. They care about education, making sure their kids are actually educated, not indoctrinated. And they're not screaming and yelling. They're not impolite and obnoxious. Yeah. So they don't have a voice. Right. And so every election is about the extremes. Right. Yes. Yeah. There needs to, there has to be, there has to be, you know, we were talking about, I don't know if I can air this idea out yeah. because it was shared with us by one of our friends, but one of our, I don't want to say who it is, not to not give them credit, but to mm -hmm. not give it too much light. But right. one of our amazing friends that was at conference, actually, and they have an amazing podcast, we're talking about, we have to shine a spotlight on a third candidate. There has to be that third party spotlight. And I was like, don't call it third party, call it the first party. Get rid of the <laughs> other two. You know, like, let's not make it Dems versus Republicans. Let's actually get rid of it. Let's, they have to- It's not possible. It isn't possible, but there, ha but there, it is possible for someone to be so likable that they create a party more powerful than the other two. What happened in- uh, Is, that, is it, it possible? No, Ross Perot tried that and he, basically turned the election from the first Bush to George, to Bill Clinton. Okay, hold on. Can yeah. we just theorize okay. real quick? Because Ross Perot messed some stuff up. Yeah, now, I'm not saying uh, Clinton shouldn't have been elected over Bush. I'm just saying that usually what you do is whoever the third party is, he hurts the person closest to him, yes. not the person yes. furthest from him. But let's hurt them both. Let's get- <laughs> Then it becomes even again. Let's get Kim K. What? <laughs> and Bill Maurer. And I don't know who else. I'm just saying this. If we had to create an Avengers of a third party, could we list them out? This is fun. This could be fun. Imagining a third party with Kim Kardashian no, no, and Bill we, Maher. We're going to call it the first party. Okay, a first party? Yeah, they weren't the Avengers. They're the Avengers. Oh my goodness. Ironically, Bill Maher right now is the Most singular modern. reasonable liberal I know. Yes. Yeah. And um, and, and it's, uh, it's funny how things cycle because... 30 years ago, I loved Bill Maurer. Yeah. And I, and in fact, one of the few shows I went to, I actually went to one of his shows. Yeah. And, and then 15 years, I couldn't stomach him. It was just, he was felt so obnoxious to me. Yeah, he's and, obnoxious. And, and now I'm like, what, listening to him going, oh my gosh, he now is an honest liberal. Yeah. And, Didn't think it was possible. Well, because what happened is that, um, you have to realize that there was a time yes. where being a liberal meant you were actually progressive. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. I've always been progressive as a human being. Right. And and so when I was younger, I was a Democrat with all, every cell of my body because it was the progressive party. I mean, I, I was, I, I've only voted Democrat yeah. until the last election. And then I was a Republican. No one believes me. I do. Yeah. No, I know, because I, you know, I raised you. you know? And, uh, <laughs> 
And then I became a Republican because I actually perceived the Republicans as actually becoming the more progressive party. Interesting. With uh, once Reagan was elected. Yes. And uh, and and then I've gone back and forth based on um, the overall competency of a candidate, and it's been harder and harder. But now it's 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 just so um, corrupt. I, only way I can put it because. I mean, Brooke, you sent me something maybe two weeks ago about another large financial investment that the Democrats made on making sure that the Trump candidate won in a state election. Yes, it disgusted me. We talked about it two weeks ago. Yeah, no, but after that, she sent me others. Oh, geez. And and so I thought, okay, look, this is interesting, like triangulization. Um, the, The Democratic Party is saying- You know what's interesting though? Let me finish this. Trump candidates are the most dangerous things to America. Mm -hmm. So let's finance them to make sure that they get elected by the Republicans. So that way we can defeat them by saying they're the most dangerous candidate. Mm -hmm. But if you actually thought they were the most dangerous thing to America, you Mm -hmm. do everything you could to make sure they did not get elected in their primary. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the hypocrisy to me is because I'm on every Democratic mailing list. And so I see multiple every day. And I go... um, I, I can't even stomach the level of duplicity that is there. And it's because what's happened is that minority voices have taken over majority parties. I want to talk about my game that I wanted to play. All right. If we were to put a super PAC team of the first party. Okay. Like, what would it take to gain popular opinion? Yeah. Move millions and millions, tens and millions of people. Uh-huh. and gain the majority vote, who would have to be on that team? Okay, so it's like kind of like fantasy football. Yeah, it's like I, fantasy football, yeah. I would like to draft Stephen Colbert. You think Stephen Colbert is the one? I just love him. Okay, okay, go, okay. okay. So you pick your him. five. Pick, <laughs> That's everyone doesn't can, like him. <laughs> can, on the spot, can you pick five? I used five? to love Steve Colbert. Can, on the Steve spot, Colbert. I loved him until I realized he wasn't actually a conservative. Um <laughs> <laughs> I just think he's actually he's considerate. He and, is considerate, and he's yeah. incredibly smart. So you he's think, very smart. Okay, and that's the crazy thing is that you think that's gonna what's gonna win. No, okay. I'm saying the Avengers don't have to have everything Come in on, common. Come on, you can't you can't throw everyone out of the plane once Brooke invites them on. Yeah, <laughs> hey, why you gotta be like that? You can't. No, have I, I, I haven't. Yeah, I haven't yeah, have picked yet. Yeah, I'm gonna pick second. Pick. Oh, you picked do, you have, do you have four more? Or, no. do you want, or should we go in a round? Yeah, going, this is a group activity. I, you're gonna hate me, All right. and the people are gonna hate me for this. All right, but I, I can't say it with a straight face. You're gonna pick Matthew McConaughey. Aren't no, you? oh, I no. would love it. I didn't think about him. <laughs> not bad. I mean, he's your spirit animal. Bad. No, he is to some degree. He's my spirit animal. No, I, I'm going first. First pick of the draft. Yeah, mm-hmm. Elon Musk. Elon uh, Musk. No, because he'll put a bid in for the party and then withdraw it and then decide a month later he actually wants to It's do it. how you get a discount, Brooke. <laughs> <laughs> this looks nice. Oh, wait, actually, there's a bunch of breaks in it. Mm-hmm. I would like a discount now. <laughs> Walk out of the store, come back, buy it for cheaper. Or not. Um, that's exactly not what happened. So the first party has a rocket ship. At, we have travel taken care of. We have defense systems taken care of. We have Wi-Fi taken care of. Travel's unlocked. Uh, Travels unlocked, mm-hmm. and we have a vacation home, Mars. Love it. No more Camp David for us. <laughs> no, we got Mars. You know what? Just kidding. Weekend took the kids to Mars. Elon Musk, one hundred percent. This is why he gets the people going. 
He does. <laughs> he gets the people going. He gets people thinking. He's he's <laughs> untrustworthy in a way that makes him trustworthy. Mm-hmm. Like he has a million kids, but he owns it. He's not hiding it. That that you could say the same for Nick Cannon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's also true. But 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 a little weird. But I would say this. But Nick Cannon didn't build three companies at such a scale in which he's impacting all of humanity. True, true. Okay, so you've got. He's Elon just Musk. impacting Mariah Carey. Oh goodness. I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry. So Elon Musk. One, I think this. Young people trust him. Young people look him, look at him as an innovator. Mm-hmm. Look, young people look at him as someone who's challenging the status quo, mm-hmm. who calls it out both left and right. He calls mm-hmm. it how it is. He gets the people going. That's my first person. Who's your? Oh, you first stole person? my person. But I want to go no, back. You, no, you can pick the same person. Okay. I want to go back and say it was Ephesians. Wait, no, 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 no. no. You, you gave me. No, no. I need you to play the game. You keep sidetracking. Just pick okay. a person. See, I'm going to go with Elon Musk too. I'm not canceling the Bible out of this. I okay. want the Bible in this, but okay. I just want. You're not going back. You're not going forward. Just who? Okay. I, I, my first first choice would have been Elon Musk, okay. in terms of, um, the practical application of progressive ideals. Uh, the reason he's not a fan favorite of progressives is simply because he has more conservative views, mm-hmm. but he does everything con- liberals say should be done. Mm. He's liberating us from fossil fuels. He's he created an economy um, where everyone has to move toward electric vehicles. He made all of his technology open source. Mm. So he's uh, not a pure capitalist. Mm. He actually seems to be a pure idealist. He... Um, understands how innovation like uh, exploring the way of colonizing Mars will radically transform the technological revolution on this planet. Hmm. And because the half-life of not getting to Mars is transforming Earth. Hmm. He, um, he wants freedom of thought and speech. Okay. And, and so most of the things that I actually adhere to, he puts his money behind it. Okay. Second round. Brooke? Back to me, Austin. Oh, Austin? Austin. Austin come wants on, to talk? Dylan, you want Dennis Villeneuve? Austin, come no, on. I, I want uh, Morgan Freeman because he's the most <laughs> trustworthy face in the world. It, this is going to be the Rotten Tomatoes party. <laughs> okay, Morgan Freeman because he's the most recognizable face in the world. Yes. No, no, the most, most, trust, trust most trusted voice. Trusted voice in the yes. world, yes. Those campaign it, ads would be amazing. Absolutely. They'd be like, mm-hmm. God? <laughs> We are here. Hasn't he played God in like five different movies? Yep. <laughs> yeah. At, at this point, he is. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, mm. All right. Back, I didn't trouble. <laughs> That's for the Patreon audience. Back Austin. to Brooke. Back to Brooke. Back to Brooke. <laughs> I don't know. Now I feel like I. It, this is tough. Are we talking about someone with like actual political? No. Expertise? Enough. No. No. It, well, all no. Wait it, a minute. You have to have. Does Trump? Does Biden? Does Biden's political expertise help him? Okay, look, both of you coming at me real strong. <laughs> no, we're just, we're and having a discussion, Brooke. <laughs> okay, so who, who are we on right now? Can you see well, Brooke you now? Well, you both have, you have Elon Musk and you have Elon Musk's doppelganger. No, no, then we have uh, Morgan no. Freeman. And no, we're, now, on, we're on round two now. So, Brooke, you got round two. All right, Brooke, come on. What does round two mean? Like my second draft pick? Yes, this yeah. is like you just drafted your point guard now. Who's your shooting guard? Just like okay. President Biden picked uh, Kamala Harris. Who? <laughs> Um, <laughs> Who, who's the uh, second most important person in your party? You have to sway an entire people group to move towards a new party. So popularity, 
social understanding, political prowess. Oh, you know who I Government influence. Who? If Elon Musk is already there and you've got Morgan Freeman, you got some big names, I choose. No, no, no. We're This is different teams. It's different teams. I don't we're, understand. We're not in the This is fantasy football. Fantasy football, bro. You don't all draft to the same team. You draft to your own team. Oh. Yeah. Oh, I thought we were just like compiling no. Avengers all, all together. All you oh, have no, no. right Morgan now. Morgan Freeman's not on my team. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so all I have is Stephen Colbert? Yes. Yeah. Okay, so, then I, I'll take Elon Musk too. <laughs> <laughs> You both made very compelling arguments, and if we can all choose him, then I'll choose him. I couldn't understand why you both chose okay. him twice. I you was caught like, me in a bad Irwin, moment he's there. already there. <laughs> okay, okay. My number two mm-hmm. for her newfound love, her newfound discovered love for the law. Oh, my gosh. For freeing prisoners, wrongfully accused and imprisoned pr- prisoners who were on death row. Ugh. For her brilliant podcast. For her dating of Pete Davidson. I would, I'm going to go with Kim Kardashian. <laughs> you can't. No, no, don't laugh at me. This is why. I can't. So don't laugh at me. This is why. Elon, I raised him better than this. No, e, no, 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 no. I know how to win with this. Elon Musk, Kim Kardashian. Uncancelable. You can't. They keep it. They, 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 their own garbage is out there on the internet. They are who they are. They're imperfect. They're flawed. But so is our system. She's got a family with the highest Instagram followers in the world. That is in and of itself its own Avengers. Okay, pick two. The White House will be in Calabasas. <laughs> oh my God. Pick one more. No, no, I'm not. I'm, I'm dead serious going she will run in 20 years. In 10 years, I think she'll run. 100%. She is building, she's building a platform for her. Have you listened to her podcast? No. It's it's surprisingly really good. She has a podcast? Yes, it just came out two weeks ago. And it's her going deep diving into a man who was wrongfully accused of killing three people in a shootout when wow. he was when he has a, an alibi of him being 45 minutes away. This man has lived in prison for 28 years and she's now having this podcast with him. Um, and it was allowed by, by like... She's getting a law degree oh, now, dang. right? Yeah. She got a law degree. Okay. She did. She, she got passed pri- the baby bar. Oh wow! Hey, but her than... her podcast was more streamed than Joe Rogan's and Meghan Markle's. Yes, I actually listened to it. It's kind of a mix between like serial, yeah. So kind of this true crime. Yeah, wow. she's in it like maybe twenty five percent. She mm-hmm. kind of like hosts it and like connects it and gives like the overview and, and does a lot of the Zoom calls with the guy. Mm-hmm. But then there's all these other characters that are in the podcast as well, like different lawyers and different team members, mm-hmm. the, the different people giving testimonies. It's fascinating. I'm just saying. She would be amazing. Elon's wingman. Or maybe she's the, the front woman. I don't know. I'm ready with my... with my. Um, Wait, dad's, you dad's got... No, dad's got go, go for it. I no, just got excited. No, no, no. You, you're round two. You got to go okay. number two. Well, I have two people, so I'm going to skip my second person and go to my third person. No, you have one person. I know. Okay, go but to your I second. I have two in my head. Okay, go to your second and third. Um, That's not how this game goes. Why are you guys creating the game? It's my game. Okay, <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with Shonda Rhimes. Okay. Shonda Rhimes? Yes. Shonda yes, Rhimes. Yes, scandal! And because Shonda Rhimes understands Story. all the inner workings of political drama, okay. intrigue. Okay. She's a brilliant writer, and mm. you'd need someone who understands politics, understands uh, human emotions, okay. understands narratives. It's interesting. And uh, she would be the most compelling speech writer and, uh, okay. and for Elon Musk. And Elon needs someone creates an overarching narrative because Elon is brilliant, but he's crazy. <laughs> you he know? is. And, and he can't be the president. And he wouldn't necessarily always stay on point and on narrative, but Shonda Rhimes could create an overarching narrative. And uh, and I think she really does understand 
um, liberal and conservative ideologies thinking. And if she decided to create a third party that would be um, truly inclusive of all society, uh, she could do it. So, so your team, so you're going Elon Musk, Shonda Rhimes. I am. The, and the, 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 the showrunner, the creator of all of these. All these anatomy, scandal, scandal, Bridgerton. All of them. Yeah, because she's a brilliant thinker. Interesting. And you can see that in her storytelling. And, and and I, And then also then my party now becomes diverse. It's male and female. Yeah. It's yeah, um, yeah. black American, white American. Yeah. It's yeah. Um, a, a person who's a little more conservative with yeah. a person who's more liberal. Yeah, yeah. And and so I think that if you're going to create an inclusive party, you have to create inclusive leadership. Can you say your your third one so I can do two at one time too? <laughs> My third one's going to be kind of like Aaron's Kim Kardashian kind of thing. Go Ooh. go, let's go, let's hear about it. Hear I'm going to pick George Clooney. Yes, because I think George Clooney has been around for a long time, and he strangely has mass amount of respect and love and admiration. I don't know anyone who hates George Clooney. No. No one, it, they don't exist. He's intelligent, he's thoughtful, he married well, he, uh, he's elegant, um, he's unabrasive, he's, uh, you know, and even though, you know, he's probably fully like a Hollywood liberal, he doesn't wear it in such a way that he comes across as an elitist or judgmental or arrogant in his, mm -hmm. in his positioning. So I, um, I actually like him a lot. So um, George Clooney said, you're, yeah. so, okay, okay, let's go, Brooke. But that's awesome. The White House would have Nespresso and tequila. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Casa Amigos Blanco. You ready for this? The White House. Yeah. You ready for this? All right. My next two, because I'm not, I'm just cheating So you're now. going all the way to four? Yes. Okay. okay. Wow. Okay, you're going to four. Okay. You went to four too. No, I went, oh, you to, went three. to three. Okay, go, go, Brooke. I'm bringing in Michelle Obama. Oh, because the, people would be desperately happy to vote for the first party if Michelle Obama dang, was the face. She just, you just, mm, I won it. And, you didn't, okay, win, it, you didn't win it because my next guest will no, surprise no, no, no. you. No, no. And are you ready? I'm, Pastor, I'm going to match your speechwriter with the greatest speechwriter of all time. I'm taking Aaron Sorkin. I no, you were. I knew you were. That, was, you mine. Were. that <laughs> was mine. That was mine. You cannot. This is why we pick one at a time. Yep. No. The rules are stated. No. No, but, no, no, no. This is wait, not. Wait. No, this is not. He this stole is, my concept, though. This is my game. And <laughs> you two have ruined it. I couldn't take Aaron because I, I couldn't start with two white guys. It just would not have worked. Look, all my ladies are married to black guys. So this is where I'm, we're winning right now because I'm about to, and Austin. Kim Kardashian's Armenian. Wait a minute, Austin, come on, give us a couple. I I was also gonna take Aaron Sorkin. Oh, I no, you're allowed to. Down. You're allowed to. Um, this is insane. I I also vote the for audacity. Oprah. Oprah, because Ooh. between Aaron Sorkin, Oprah, and uh, Morgan Freeman, I think <laughs> America will just fall in love with our party. <laughs> I'm. I feel disappointed. No, and I'm gonna. I'm gonna say no. No, gonna, this is no. This has nothing to do. No, this is not your turn. What? This no, is not your turn. I'm gonna have more people vote for Shonda Rhimes than she's gonna have for Aaron Sorkin. Look, a lot of people don't remember. No her. one wants to vote for Aaron Sorkin, but people will be moved by his words yes. coming out of Michelle Obama. So mouth. true. Look, <laughs> oh, you, oh, you super teamed oh, us. You super teamed oh, us. Oh, that was my number five. Was, I didn't understand was, the game. Michelle, and then I Michelle, it. yeah, because. Because she is the queen. There is no other queen. Because, because well, they would say Beyonce. They would say Beyonce, but Beyonce's. Right. 
I don't having think, a renaissance. Yeah, I don't think Beyonce is like revered in that way. Like I yeah. think she's revered as an artist and a yeah. true artist, but not as like any type of influential figure when it comes to like any kind of politics or right. law. Uh, okay, so let me. I'm kind of disappointed because now my next. You know what? We don't get to do four, five, six. So you have one less, and you're gonna get lapped. You have your next one ready? I only have three. How many do you have? I, we have to go to five. It's a, it's our starting five. All right, go. So my third was gonna be Aaron Sorkin. No, you already have three. No, I have Elon Musk, Kim Kardashian. You went two more. You went two three. Then she went three four, <laughs> and then I'm just on third one now. Oh wow. Okay, you yeah. got a couple then. I'm sad. Why? <laughs> come on, come I'm on. Sad. Yeah. That's what happens in political. I'm sad. Uh, in the political arena. No, I'm a little sad because <laughs> you two cheated. No, I'll, I have something that'll cheer you up. What? Did you hear that Rick Caruso objected to being called white? What? What would? What would? What would my friend Rick Caruso like to be called? He said he's Italian and yeah. that's Latin. That's right. I remember saying that to someone thirty years ago. Loophole. No, I, I told thirty years ago there was a young Italian and he kept you know saying he was white. I said, hey, you're Italian. You're you're Latin. Yeah, you know that you're you're the original, the original, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, and, but all right, come on, give okay. us give us your three and four, come on. I only have three, three okay. right now. Okay, three and four, and then my five will be a sleeper. Okay. So I have Aaron Sorkin <laughs> because he has to write the speeches. Okay, he has to write the speeches for Michelle Obama because okay. Michelle Obama is without a doubt the most respected woman besides my mother <laughs> in this country. So you're taking. Aaron and Michelle. Aaron and Michelle. Okay, so and you're this doing is, the same thing. But I was it. going Michelle five because I because she is gonna swat all of the garbage that comes her way from the Democratic con convent, the DNC and the GD, the G. What is it? <laughs> uh, the DNC oh, and the, the GOP. The GOP. I almost said GNC. Okay, <laughs> I do Work think out, please. If, <laughs> if I could use a block because I don't believe either one of you should be allowed to use Michelle Obama because her husband was the president of the United States in the Democratic Party. So she's not going to start a third party no, that opposes no, her husband's legacy. No, because it's why. It is the dagger in the heart. You know what? We had to leave the party because of its corruption and convolution. It is no longer about the principles in which it was founded upon. It is now a dumpster fire of racism and destruction and malpractice. Speaking of that, of racism and destruction, we have to get to what happened here in LA in a few minutes. We do, but this is All fun. Right. Oh, yeah, we don't have fun. a lot of fun. This is fun. All right. So I've got four. You have to pick your fifth. Does, he, does they have to be alive? <laughs> yes, it has, they have to be alive. We didn't specify if they have to be United, like like U.S. citizens. But they have to be. They have to. No, be, because I, Elon's out. Oh, he, to like run for president. He's not an American citizen. No, he's South African. He, but he's an American citizen. Yeah, 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 but I'm saying like he just can't be president or vice president. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's why. Yeah, yeah no. he, he can be secretary okay. of state. Okay, pick pick your guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pick your guy yeah, or no. girl or chief of staff or. Um, I'm stressed. I know who you want. Who who do I want, Brooke? <laughs> Naive Bukele. Well, yeah, but Bukele's can't. You want to bring in a dictator? No. I'm just. So mad. He's my president. He's my president. <laughs> That's my man. I would move back to El Salvador and vote for him. <laughs> he's the first president of El Salvador that makes me want to go back and actually have a dual citizenship. Yeah, he's amazing because he's amazing. Okay, and I do have a dual Please citizenship. Pick. So you do. Yeah, I don't have a fifth person that I that comes racing into my mind. Okay. And um, can I give a pass and come back? Yeah, you can get a pass and come back because Brooke will give Brooke. her next four. <laughs> <laughs> you got one more, Brooke. Please. I only have one more. Right now I have 
almost the exact same team as Aaron, but where you have Kim K, I have Stephen Colbert. So a mm-hmm. sweater vest to a Balenciaga skin tight suit. Uh, oh, no, I'm really, I'm kind of stumped. Austin, how many do you have? Three? Sure. Who do you want? I'm passing it. <laughs> no idea. Passing it Th- to this me? This is above my pay grade. <laughs> <laughs> No one has a fifth. Oh, I have a fifth. I just want you guys to go first because I'm going to. You want to swat us down with it? Yeah. Wow. Give us your fifth. Give us your fifth. You've clearly thought about this. Ooh, I have mine. All right. Go for it. Completely impractical for no reason other than that I love him. I will be having Stanley Tucci in my first party. Stanley Tucci. I love Stanley Tucci. (laughs) From the Hunger Games. Wow, you just wasted a fifth vote. You really did. Why you gotta be like that? Have you met Stanley Tucci? Well, we just found his wink link. His wink link. Their wink link. Listen, I don't think you guys understand how many middle-aged women love Stanley Tucci. My women vote is like on lock. Okay. Okay. Do you really think women will vote for Kim Kardashian's party? Oh, 100%. They buy her products. They watch her TV shows. Oh, are you kidding me? Kim is for the people. She's. They've watched her husband lose himself. The father for children. They're praying for her. The people are with her. Do you have a fifth? I, his name is leading me, leaving me right now. Describe him. He's Ooh, the, describe him. He's the head of the NBA. Oh, I almost said Adam Silver. Adam Silver. Mm. I am choosing Adam Silver. I, I one. I want to say I feel terribly distraught that not one of us, including myself, found a Latino worthy of being in the top five. And this is a part of the Latino problem in America, is that we have not, we have not presented ourselves in such a way to have a broad cultural impact in, at the level that we should. And yeah, right. um, yeah. so I, I was just scrambling in my mind for a Latino that, that I felt like would really like be in that top five. And, and um, you know, I was gonna nominate myself, but, Thought that might not be appropriate. No, it's appropriate. And, no, I was going to ask: Are we included yes. automatically, you or can do we have be. to draft I'm ourselves? I was surprised you did Aaron Sorkin. I thought you could be the speechwriter. <laughs> I want Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but I, I'm going to go ahead and go with um, Adam Silver because I don't know a commissioner who has more effectively and elegantly managed the power of billionaires who own teams. Mm-hmm. And the power of millionaires who play on the teams because mm-hmm. there are no poor people in the NBA, mm-hmm. and and is able to create a level of continuity and cooperation, uh, and with an incredible sense of mutual respect for every individual. I think Adam Silver is a genius, and I love the way that he has led the NBA. I if the if the NFL had someone like him. They wouldn't have had the whole issues they had um, uh, over the past few years, you know. Uh, so anyway, that's my fifth. He's Ooh. my fifth. You got one. You and got I'm, a fifth. I'm, I'm not feeling good about him. My fifth was apparently a wash, but Stanley Tucci can cook Italian food, so at least we'll be <laughs> eating pasta as okay. we lose. And then Austin. Austin, you got one. <laughs> not really. This this isn't my world as much. I don't know poli- <laughs> people's political prowess or sides, or if they're respected in the in the world like George Clooney. My fifth was was more of a fun one. Okay, but I I felt that we needed to have Hans Zimmer <laughs> because this is why because the national anthem is whack. Oh my gosh! And f- only me keep going or. 
no, no. But he, we need to rewrite that thing. We need a score. We need a score to all of the political ads. When you're going to the White House, we need to have some music everywhere. My man can take it out. He also can collab with everyone. So I'm thinking Hans Zimmer gets with Travis Scott and maybe John Legend, New Era National Anthem for the people. You, you just managed to add eight people. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just, I'll just, I'll just see how you got John Legend into your party. Yeah. Just like, I like how you just spread that. Okay. <laughs> that, this took, you this have took, a whole cabinet. This, this, this took way too long. But right. uh, is there anything we want to hit? We've already been going for, for quite a, a long time. Yes. Talking about politics. Talking mm -hmm. about politics. There was a lot of drama that went down with our L.A. City Council. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess I'll kind of open that one up. I I follow Rick Caruso. Caruso can. He is our, there are two kind of front runners in the mayoral race for Los Angeles, Rick Caruso and Karen Bass. Mm -hmm. And they've had a few debates. I think there was one last night. I was stuck in the warehouse, couldn't watch it. Um, and there's a lot of controversy. He posted on Instagram uh, that he demanded the resignation of these it, council. It's Nuri Martinez, who's the, was the city council. Councilwoman uh, and the city council. And then two council men, right? Mm -hmm. Who were, who were in with the her. Who were with her, but the they were in the conversation. And yeah. there's an, a record. she's the one that said everything, pretty And there much. was an, a recorded audio. Yeah. Yep. So which one of those guys recorded it, huh? Oh, their mics were left on. Do you know what it was? No, I don't know who. I don't know how it was recorded. And I don't know how it was suddenly leaked. Yeah, but the LA Times got it, put it yeah. out there, and the stuff she said was very racist. Yeah, and I'll say this because maybe I'm the only one positioned to say this as a Latino. Yes. One of the things people don't realize is that um, there's a whole culture in Latin America of elitism and racism. Yeah. And um, there is huge racism in among Mexican culture. Mm. Yeah. Among lighter, taller Mexicans who are more European looking yeah. against the more indigenous native um, Mexicans who are in Central Americans who are shorter and browner. And, and not only that, there's huge racism among um, certain groups of Latin Americans toward um, black people in general. And what really struck me in watching the city council scenario unfold is that this is not a Republican versus Democrat situation. Right. Every single person on that city council would be an extremely far left liberal Democrat. Right. And so the idea that's being presented nationally that racism is on the right and, and equality and equity is on the left is just a false narrative. So false. This is a person who's far, far left and she's as racist as they come. Mm. And uh, her language was so condescending and demeaning and racist. And I can tell you that um, any, any perception that you have that Democrats are not a racist party is a false view of history. And, a, and a, it's a false view of reality. It's, and, and so I was just struck in this moment because now you have a, an incubator where you get to see what it looks like on the inside on, on a, a far left agenda. And it's just as racist and bigoted and demeaning and elitist as you would ever perceive on the right as well. Yeah. 
which is really tragic. It's completely unacceptable. She no. needs to be removed. Yeah, she re she resigned as the chairman, but she did not resign from the city council. No, she's just taking a leave. <clears throat> which is absurd. Which a leave is, I hope you forget. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so I can come back and finish this out. See, a lot of people called for their resignations, but Newsom didn't. He Gavin said, Newsom, our governor. Yeah, he just said he's encouraged that they apologize and began to take responsibility for their actions. Wrong yeah, you it. don't want to judge someone if you're worried that you're going to get caught somewhere having said something. He too. wants the Latino yeah. vote. Yeah. He wants the Latino vote. So if he removes a, La a Latina from council, any kind of council, that is a mark against him. And he's going to try to run for president probably in two years. Oh, yeah. He's not doing anything to be governor. He's doing everything to be president. I can't wait till he goes out to be president, tries to become president. French laundry, all the French laundry stuff's going to come out. That guy's going to get. I just have one national question. Do you yes. really want the United States to look like California? No, you don't. Do we, do we want the economic conditions of California spread across the nation? Do you want the um, the political and social issues that are struggling, that we're struggling with in LA and San Francisco? Like I was noticing that San Francisco was um, sending an immense amount of money to Atlanta for the races there. Because in San Francisco, you already know that you're Candidate's going to be liberal. Right. So they don't spend their money in San Francisco. They send it to other parts of the country. Wow. And and uh, do you really want Atlanta to become San Francisco? No. Uh, do you want the crime and violence and and political unrest and um, this, this tension of defund the police and yet having um, this massive need for police presence in the city? Do you do you want that in Ohio and Illinois? No. And no. and um, and so I I'm just uh, immensely frustrated uh, but is, with that. Is there, sorry, I mean, because no, no, the yeah. I think that's a great point that you make. Is there a city though that reflects what we want to to the, the nation to reflect? Well, look where people are moving. Sorry, let me say that better. No. Is there a city in this country that is the epitome of what it should be, what the country should reflect? Well, that's a really funny question because what objectively what you'd look at is where are people moving? Right. So I guess the answer would be Austin. That ain't it. And Nashville. I like Austin and Nashville, but that's not it. Well, it's where people are going. They're going there because it's cheaper Ooh. and you're protected by taxes. You what? know what protected. the most popular large city to move to was this year? What's what? that? My hometown, Charlotte, North Carolina. Oh. <laughs> and then it's Dallas, Austin, San Antonio. <laughs> right. So, you, so ironically, you have conservative cities in conservative states where everyone who's leaving our liberal state and cities are going to, but then we go to those cities and then we vote for liberal policies and we turn yeah. those cities into what we left. So it's like a liberal virus. I didn't say it. <laughs> what I am saying though, is that um, I think this is a great moment for liberals to look at things and go, hey, did we add things to our policies and perspectives that really were not healthy because there's so many things in liberalism that are really good ideas and really good agendas, but they get swallowed up in all of this um, lobbying of a subset of issues that are killing the party. I mean, I agree. I agree. I mean, I think, is there, is there time enough for us to go into what we want? We know we need to wrap up. We've been talking for an hour. I know we I know we do want to talk about the Kanye West White Lives Matter thing. Maybe we should do that on Patreon. Should we just do 
five minutes, 10 minutes on for this for Patreon real quick. Yeah, but let's close up this section. Okay, let's close it up. All right, guys. Well, we teased that episode, that next episode a little bit. Um, thank you guys for being a part of the Battle Ready Podcast family, che- tuning in this week, checking out this podcast. We release on Fridays, and for Patreon, we release on Tuesdays. We've been doing private episodes only accessible on Patreon. But if you're on here, we are so grateful. We just want you to know. Um, can you rate and review the podcast? Can you go to Apple Podcasts and give us five stars? Leave a comment. Let us know you're listening. Go to Spotify. Leave five stars. Go to YouTube. Hit subscribe. Leave a comment. Let us know you're watching. Um, and we're really excited. Excited to keep doing this. Excited to take this to the next level. All right. It's been great. All right. We'll see you next week.